It's exactly five past one. A very good afternoon to you. This is Newsbreak Talk, exclusive to Lotus FM. Yes, we're talking about the national elections that are coming up on the 8th of May 2019. So before you decide where you are going to make your mark and make a difference in South Africa's democracy, here's your chance to... Um, get the word from the political minnows or the smaller parties that are going to be contesting the elections come the 8th of May. Today on the panel, we have the Democratic Liberal Party, the Pan-Africanist Congress of Azania or the PAC, the Freedom Front Plus and the African Transformation Movement, a new party that has been formed. A little later, we will be speaking to political moderator Sanusha Naidu to find out more about uh, these political minnows and the kind of uh, role they actually play in South Africa's democracy. As you know, South Africa, it, it's enshrined in the constitution that the country belongs to all those who live in it. And this means that anyone is free to make their own political party and have their say in the democracy of South Africa. Are you going to be voting in this election? Well, remember, you can take part in today's debate. You can contact us on the number 089-310-8789 or you can WhatsApp us. The number is 71 613-7803. I'm taking WhatsApp messages and WhatsApp voice notes as well. Um, we're going to tell you a little bit about the rules of today's um, election debate and uh, what's the debate without rules, of course. So there will be no sweetheart questions. You cannot direct a question to your own political party. You have to ask a question to the other political party on the panel and interrogate what they're going to deliver in their manifesto and whether those deliveries or whether those promises they're making in their manifestos are going to be uh, uh, um, realized or is it going to be possible that the, some of those deliverables are realized in the manifesto and of course uh, do these parties rely on coalitions for survival that number again that you can call us on 089-310-8789 the whatsapp number is 071-613-7803 well before we begin our debate proper we will be speaking to uh, the panelists and each panel member will be given one minute to introduce themselves and introduce us to their party. Now, lots of people tell me, you know what, one minute is too short a time, but in radio world, hey, one minute, you can achieve a lot. Um, but before we continue with today's debate, uh, a quick uh, news just in. We've just heard that uh, uh, Zubeda Mayat, who uh, was the treasurer of the Union of Black Journalists, also known as Jubi Mayat, um, she was a journalist on the Voice newspaper in Lanesia. She has passed away today. Um, her funeral will be held at half past three in uh, Johannesburg. Now, you'll get more details in SABC News Bulletins and on Lotus FM. Um, quick recap of Jubi Mayat. She was the treasurer of the Union of Black Journalists and uh, she virtually ran that organization and held down a full-time job. And she was a widow at that time with eight children. She was detained under, in, under the Internal Security Act as a preventative measure and banned from any contact with any aspect of newspapers or publishing for five years. That's Jubi Mayat or Zubeda Mayat, who has passed away in Johannesburg today. Well, this is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. We will be coming back with our debate and we were going to meet our panel members this afternoon and give them one minute for their introduction. Newsbreak Lotus FM, keep it locked on. Across the country, 
we've set temperatures flaring. You have laborers in this very field who came here not to live like princes, to live here like slaves. And you don't recognize that they also represent the working class of the South Africans. You are not better. Under apartheid, we are all the same. You are classified black. Low blows. Who is funding you? Businesses are funding us, but certainly not Bosasa. High expectations. 25 years, you should have learned something. And clearly now, South Africans are not happy with what you've learned. We are an organization that is growing and is learning. And now, it's the final debate. Join us at the 1860 Heritage Centre on Derby Street, Durban, this Sunday at 1 o'clock to give your vote a voice. Well, this is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. We have a full uh, panel here today and uh, four panel members uh, on our election debate. And we're talking about the smaller parties that are going to play a great role in South Africa's democracy. You might not think what kind of role they play. Uh, make uh, Just argue that they are political minnows. But yes, they actually do play a role in democracy. We're going to meet them right now. From the uh, DLC, I have Patrick Pele with us. Good afternoon, Patrick, and welcome to Newsbreak Talk. Thank you. Good afternoon, listeners. And from the uh, FF Plus, uh, very honored to have Dr. Duncan Dubois. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for having us. Good afternoon, listeners. And from the PAC, Dr. Mlungisi Dongwe. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to all the listeners at home. And, of course, the only lady on the panel, which I'm so proud of. I've always been talking about gender equity in all our debates. I have, it's Nanopa Rala. Khala. Great to have you on air with us. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon and good afternoon to all the listeners okay. in South Africa. Nanopa is actually from ATM, isn't it? True. And that's a p- relatively new political party. It is indeed. Okay, great. We're going to be talking to each one of you uh, panelists. We're going to gi- be giving you one minute to start off by just telling us about your party. So we're going to start off with uh, Dr. Duncan Dubois, who's from the Freedom Front Plus or FF Plus. Dr. Dubois, your time starts now. Thank you. The policy of demographic representativity, cadre deployment and the allocation of post positions and promotions has plunged our country into a crisis of competence. When you prioritize racial identity over merit, you ignore competence. Minority groups are being legislated into a position of subordination as a result of affirmative action and cadre deployment. No sane country can actually afford to neglect the skills of its citizens on the basis that because they don't belong to a racially preferred group. So it's a no-brainer that's stimulating immigration. Race-based ideology was supposed to have been buried in 1994, but it's emerged in a more harmful and hurtful dimension because it's affecting people born since 1994 that are being discriminated against and marginalized simply on the basis of skin color. The Freedom Front calls for the abolition of race-based employment and procurement policies and the embedding of the criterion of merit as the only way to restore competence. Okay, that's your time up, uh, Dr. Dubois. Thank you very much for that introduction. Let's go to our next uh, panel member, and that's uh, from the PAC. We say uh, good afternoon to Dr. Mlungisi Dongwe. Your time starts now. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for this opportunity. So we, as the Pan-Africanist Congress of Azania, 
Uh, firstly, most importantly, our message is that Africa for Africans. We have the belief that um, it's very, it's high time that over all these years that the African masses who have otherwise been excluded from a lot of the economy due to such policies as um, when with the racially discrimination and all of that and leaving them largely uh, landless even so many years into democracy. So we feel that these undignified people that have been left out of the economy need a voice. And that's why we felt that even parties as old as the PAC and seen by some to be more racially inclined are still just as important because we find that poverty, we find that um, all the social ills in society largely affect uh, the, the South African uh, African masses who are still left out of the economy. Mm-hmm. And that is why we feel that parties as the Pan-Africanist Congress of South Africa are just as relevant today. In time for your one minute. Thank you very much for your opening remarks there, uh, Doctor. Now we're going to have uh, from the DLC, that's the Democratic Liberal Congress, and that's Patrick Pillay. Good afternoon. Your one minute starts now. Thank you, Selma. Dear listeners, the time is now for you to arise, stand up, and make your voice count. Minorities are treated as second-class citizens. This election is very important for the future of our children. We must unite the DLC and show the other parties that they must stop taking your votes for granted. Our LK system is in crisis. Patients, mostly, mostly pensioners, are treated shabbily at government hospitals and clinics. The DLC will be calling for the scrapping of affirmative action that have stifled the prosperity of minorities in South Africa. There are no job opportunities for our youths because of affirmative action. The only jobs available for our youths are in call centers. This must stop now. Pensioners deserve better and cannot survive on a meager pension. The DLC strongly advocates that pensioners should be receiving a livable minimum pension of 3,500 rand. Consideration must also be given in terms of widow's grant to widows who do not get any private pension. Substance abuse are destroying the social fabric of our society. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. Your time is up. But uh, remember, you will get more time in the debate to tell us a bit more. And of course, the only rose among the thorns this afternoon, uh, we have Nanopa Khala, who is from the ATM. Your one minute starts now. Thank you. ATM is a faith-based, self-funded political party. Our ideology is one God, one human race. And due to this, we reject race as well. Our core values are peace, Ubuntu, transformation, servant leadership, and accountability. We need peace because we live in a very hostile environment. Our citizens are very stressed due to a high rate of unemployment. We also gives birth to a high rate of crime. A promise that was made 25 years ago, which is a better life for all, has not been realized. We also want to reinstate a just based capital punishment in South Africa to deal with cases of murder drug in, in our country. We also want to tra- transform our economy through decolonized education system which will produce leaders and entrepreneurs. We also want to decolonize our economy so that South Africans may own the micro and macro in- economy so that this will in turn create more jobs for South Africans. The government must be the servant of the people. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Nanopa Khala. Well, there you have it, the opening statements from the four political parties that we have on our panel today. It's the African Transformation Movement, the DLC or the Democratic Liberal Congress, the FF Plus or the Freyhates Front Plus and the PAC. Of course, we're going to take your calls on 089-310-8789. Rachel Vardy is standing by to take your call or you can send me a message on WhatsApp. The number is 071-613-7803. And remember, 
number, no sweetheart questions. We want to know from you what you want to know from these parties and what role they're going to play in uh, the upcoming local, uh, in the upcoming general election. And that's going to happen on the 8th of May, 2019. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. Keep it locked on. SABC Sport continues to celebrate the black prince of South African soccer, Jomosono, from his days as a player and now as a coach on playing for the coach on SABC 1 at 1.30pm. Then Soccer 411 sets the soccer scene at 2pm, followed by the crucial after premiership clash between Highlands Park and relegation-threatened Maritzburg United. It is the final stretch in the Premier League as the relegated Fulham play for pride against Everton at 4pm on SABC 3. SABC 1 concludes the evening at a quarter past eight with Supersport United facing Pulawana City in a PSL encounter. SABC Sport, for the love of the game. The clock is ticking towards the finish line and the going gets tough in the Premier League. That should seal the points for Liverpool who will go back to the top of the Premier League tonight. Every match is crucial regardless of current position. Reality kicks in as others face relegation. The bottom teams continue to fight for their survival. Those in the middle aim for the highest possible finish. Meanwhile, the top six teams duke it out for that elusive Champions League spot. It is the survival of the fittest. The race is on for title contenders Liverpool and Manchester. The city, it is going down to the wire. It's Sane through a crowd of players. Jubilant reaction from Pep Guardiola. One born of relief. And the finish line is on an uphill. It is the final stretch. Catch the Premier League action on SABC3 every Saturday at 3:30 p.m. Brought to you by SABC Sport for the love of the game. Newsbreak on Lotus FM is dedicated to bringing you the burning issues that affect our communities. They were burning bins, throwing stones and intimidating other students and the teachers. People are going to now find it difficult to pay that fee. We took him any later. In a few hours he was going to actually die. I'm actually in a state of shock. We haven't had this incident here ever before in this area. So join me, Matthew Viren, every weekday 6 to 7 a.m. for Cutting Edge Current Affairs. Newsbreak, powered by SABC News. It's exactly 18 minutes past one. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. We are taking your questions for the political parties that we have on the panel this afternoon. They are from the Democratic Liberal Party, that's Patrick Pillay, the Pan-Africanist Congress of Azania, that's Dr. Mlungisi Dongwe, from the Freedom Front Plus, we have Dr. Duncan Dubois, who's also an author of uh, Sugar and Settlers, the history of the Natal South Coast, and also who was a long-serving Etiquini councillor. Is that correct? Yes, there you go. And from the African Transformation Movement, uh, the first lady of this uh, panel, and that's Nanopa Khala. Well, we will be taking your comments and questions on 089-310-8789 and on our WhatsApp line 071 071- Six one three seven eight zero three. Our first question for the afternoon comes uh, for from or for the DLC. It's from uh, a youngster who wants to remain anonymous, and she asks uh, for the DLC as a youth and a first-time voter. Why should we vote for the DLC, Patrick? You want to take this one for us? Yes, most certainly. It is clear 25 years into democracy and the youth are being really marginalized. Affirmative action is one of the key reasons for the marginalization of the youth. Youths are studying hard, getting a degree, but when they come out of university, they do not have jobs. There are no jobs for our youths. So it's important that the youths make a statement, come in numbers, 
and vote DLC because we are calling for the scrapping of affirmative action that is really destroying the skills in our country. People need to be employed on merit. We, do, we, we support youth empowerment, youth skills development, and youth need to be part of mainstream politics. The youth need to be part of the economy, and they need to be part of the social realities of society. They cannot be marginalized. We need to really stop marginalizing our youths. The DLC will ensure, once elected, that the youth plays a very important role in all facets of society and in government in terms of legislation and so on. But Patrick, so, I just want to ask you, that you're talking a lot about the youth, but in your manifesto itself, you're asking for a livable social grant of 3,500 rand. Do you think that's achievable? It is achievable. The How? How of, is it going to be achievable? The that are lost through corruption. Yeah. The State Capture Commission is, once, is, one, is one commission that is exposing the type of corruption. We must also remember that pensioners are the founding partners of our country. They mm-hmm. have actually created this platform for us to be living in a democratic society. We should not be treating them shabbily. You know, pensioners on the ground, grassroots, are fighting for survival. Mm. The meagre pension they're getting literally goes towards the lights and water bills. And the so, tab- so is that why the, your manifesto also calls for a widow's support social grant? Absolutely. So you you're saying in addition to the pension that people receive, they must receive a widow's grant? You see, Salma, widows mm. are the forgotten sector in our society. Mm. When a person loses her husband and there's no, other, there's no other source of income, widows literally have to fend for themselves. Yesterday, I met a widow with three children who is fighting for survival, do not have a shelter over her head. She's been exploited and abused by the people. Mm. And, uh, and they are struggling to make ends meet. She has three children so, in school. Okay, okay, I understand what you're saying. So you're saying that there should be a livable social grant, the widows should have a social grant as well, and a widow's support grant. Do you think that this will create a country that is dependent on social grants? Not really. You see, the, the reality of our society exists that we need to take care of our, of our pensioners who have built our country. We cannot embarrass them and stifle them in terms of living in a society that whereby the cost of living is crippling their pockets. Okay, I want to go to the FF Plus now, Dr. Duncan Dubois. Your reaction to this? I find it interesting that Patrick seems to have uh, taken our policy of merit uh, across, but that's all well and good. However, more social grants is not the answer. We have 18 million people on social grants. Yeah. It's not financially sub- sustainable. The Freedom Front believes in the liberalization of the economy, the removal of inflexible labor laws, which are preventing business ex- expansion and foreign investment. And with that, we will create more jobs. But the Freedom Front Plus also wants their own folk start. Is that correct? No, that's, that is not correct. The, that was the policy 20-odd years ago. Yeah. It believes in community councils where, irrespective of race, each culture can prioritize its history, heritage, and language. Mm, okay. We're going to go to the PAC now. And uh, Dr. Dongwe is our guest this afternoon. Uh, doctor, firstly, your reaction to the question on social grants and the role that the youth can actually play in this democracy. I agree that the social grants have created a problem in society where a lot of people are just dependent and they feel that dependent on states we need more of empowerment we need more youth to believe in themselves and to go through the education system so that they're able to 
to challenge or to face up to to Africa's challenges mm. and be able to come up with innovative ways. So the youth are actually tomorrow's answer. Mm. Uh, with regards to um, uh, ideas such as the Fox uh, Fox Start, as you said, um, from my my honoured guest here as well, uh, I think it's such um, teachings as uh, which we know uh, largely for a lot of society still hold to be the truth. And a lot of people, as uh, ourselves from the PAC, these are the type of teachings that we are trying to undo mm. because a lot of people in society, particularly the African society, still believe that they are not able to do things for themselves. Largely, and it's because of all the miseducation and false and deliberate uh, mis, uh, falsifying of history and, and the teachings that were there in the previous government, especially of the National Party. These are the type of damages that have been going through to society and causing a lot of the social ills that we are faced with today. Mm. So our belief is that, and believe me, do not get me wrong, as when we talk about Africa for Africans, we're not exclusive in that. We're not saying a black society, but we're talking about Africans. For those, we mean it's other people that hold their loyalty to Africa. And we find that largely, um, uh, in as much as we don't want to go to the the racial lines, but we know that more than 70% of the land is in white hands. Mm. And a lot of these people who claim to be part of the Rainbow Nation are actually not really part of it because they're not wanting to budge on this very very foundational topic that we as the African, uh, well, the Pan-Africanist Congress of Azania think that it's most foremost and needs to be addressed. Dr. Dongi, we're going to come back to you, but uh, we, in all fairness, you know, Dr. Uh, Dubois did say that it was an issue with the folk start, but that, that's not the case anymore. Well, is it, that right, Doctor? It, it's merely an, it, it's an ideal, mm. but it is not a priority. Community councils at a local level or what the Freedom Front would like to see established. Okay. All right, we're going to stop you there. We have one more uh, panelist, and that's from the ATM, and uh, that, that is uh, Nanopa Khala. Nanopa, your reaction quickly to uh, a, a, a country that's going to live on social grants or social grant you know, uh, beneficiaries, and, of course, uh, the youth. Do you think the youth can actually play a role in this uh, election? Of course, the youth can play a major role towards these elections. As our counterpart said, the future belongs to the youth. Um, as ATM, as I mentioned, we would like to decolonize our education system as well as the as, as our econo- economy. What we mean by that, if we decolonize our education system, mm. we are able from a grassroots level, um, basic education, we are able to teach um, young South Africans to be independent. We are now growing entrepreneurs we are growing citizens that will not depend on the government grants in order to make means in life so Mm -hmm. if our education system is improved such that you do not have a difference between a a a, a private sector and a a a public sector then you'll be able to achieve a a good education level decolonization of the economy now means that we as the south africans being entrepreneurs we are able to own our economy but in order for us to own our economy we need to introduce bylaws that will enable south africans on 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 our microeconomy to be able to own businesses funded by uh, by the state in order for them to be able to have such business. Okay, Nanopa, we're going to stop you there. We're going to do, uh, go, our WhatsApp's going crazy right now. Got a lot of questions in for the panel this afternoon. Uh, one from Anonymous that says, do you practice what you preach? Do you use companies owned by historically disadvantaged individuals to provide marketing and telecommunications services for your campaign? This we're going to put to, to each of the members of the panel very quickly because this is a 
an open question, but we're not going to allow this to happen any further. We're going to ask you to please be specific and ask a, a question directly to a panel member. So uh, that question that came from Anonymous this afternoon, do you practice what you preach? Are you using companies owned by historically disadvantaged individuals to provide marketing and uh, services for your campaign? Let's start off with Duncan Dubois from the FF+. Plus. I think the questioner needs to be specific. He or she needs to put his or her finger on a specific uh, company. Um, what I can say is that the stock market is 38% foreign owned, 46% owned by corporates, and only 16% owned by individual South Africans. Let's go to uh, the PAC right now. Dr. Dongwe? Uh, we largely are a part of, and we come from the part of, of the previously disadvantaged community. But the other thing that um, is a reality, we've just learned recently about the fact that a lot of um, these companies, which are so-called black economic, uh, are actually uh, have a lot of fronting. Where we find that behind the scenes, we, the likes of Bosasa and many other companies, we know that they seemingly are African or black-owned companies. But it turns out that you see these huge monsters like a crazy who are actually so we know that previously people that were in the national party when they left politics as it were went into the private sector and they are a very very big portion of what's draining our system as well even currently as we speak so um we as pan-africanists uh, we are sad to say that so many years later there's a there's actually very little um what do you call it what's the word but there's actually little, little very little change from the previously national party type of ideology so basically the pac is adopting the attack a certain group approach? It's not necessarily an attack a certain group approach, but very important concept that needs to be in everyone's mind is the concept of redress. Mm. If we're not able to address that appropriately and make sure that it is done in the most appropriate way, it's a pity that the ANC isn't here. We were going to tell them the truth as well. But it's very important to look at issues of redress because a lot of these, isu these issues, social ills that we have in society are largely because you have a population which has still been kept out of the economy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are left to desperate measures. And that's actually what's happening in a lot of society. Dr. Whether Dongwe, we're going to stop you there. We are running out of time. Let's quickly go to uh, DLC. That's Patrick Pillay. Your response, sir, to that uh, issue of do you use South African companies for your marketing? Uh, thank you, Selma. Yes, the DLC is very principled. We practice what we preach. And we promote SMMEs. As such, our entire campaign material and stuff have been manufactured and, and provided to us by small and medium micro enterprises. We believe that SMMEs must be supported. They are the major economic hub in our society. Government need to provide a greater platform for them to, be, to, to promote their businesses and they need to be given, be given sufficient funding as well. You got a question in here quickly and I'm going to throw that to you before I go to the, to the ATM. Um, universities run by government or funded by NASFAS are undermining youth in all races. If you are not a child of a previously ethnic group, uh, well, unemployed youth are in the millions because they have no funds. It's directed to Patrick Pillay. You are a fighter. So answer me, Patrick. This is from Mr. Sue Sankar. You see, Salma, the quota system and universities is really demotivating our intelligent youth from prospering. Medical school, they cannot get places in medical school. NIFSA's grant funding, as you know, was in crisis, and the real people or the real beneficiaries are, are not sourcing this funding or, or not getting this funding. So, so what is important is that the quota system must be scrapped 
youths must be provided the opportunity to study in any institution without being undermined or without being selected or because you did not pass a certain or you you did not have a certain percentage pass that you cannot enter into a certain field. So these type of uh, practices are really uh, demoralizing our youths and something must be done. We cannot just talk about it. It must come from national parliament and government need to take action against this and scrap the quota system. And the DLC will be advocating the, for the scrapping of the quota system at tertiary institutions very vigorously once we elect in Parliament on May 8th. Okay, Patrick, we're going to thank you there for your comment. Let's go quickly to the ATM, and that's Nanopa Khala. I believe the question was, um, do you use SMMEs in your marketing campaigns? And what about the youth in particular when it comes to universities as well? There's also a question directly for you, and that's uh, Sam. And he asks, uh, he wants to ask the ATM about free education and how it will decrease the unemployment, especially the youth. And um, there was also a gentleman by the name of Pradit. Um, You're talking to the ATM. Please elaborate on how you plan on decolonizing. I think we touched on decolonizing education, so we're not going to go back there. But tell us about uh, the small SMMEs supporting South African businesses. And, of course, the question that was directed to you, free education and how it will help to decrease that. Okay, I'll start on the first question. Mm. Of course, ATM is using uh, local SMMEs to produce their their, um, materials such as the... uh, T-shirts and all the material that we use, we need to, to do our campaigns. I think it's also important to highlight that as ATM, we are a self-funded um, political party, and therefore we we are using our own funds by from our own members in order to realize this. Uh, in terms of the second question for, for free education, how it will decrease. Um, uh, how will it will help in terms of employment, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, as I mentioned, that our our education system is structured such that it produces job seekers. How, but currently in our country, we actually need people that are be gonna be job creators. So if we decolonize our education, we're also looking at ensuring that we produce um, entrepreneurs. We we also look at the skills of the youth. We equip, we, we capacitate, capacitate our youth in order for them to be able to own businesses, to, to own farms and be able to, so that they do not depend on the uh, on the government for grants in order for them to be able to live. Nanopa, thank you so much for your comments there. Well, these are the political minnows that we are talking to. When we look at the stats in the National Assembly, the FF Plus has four seats in the National Assembly. The PAC has one seat in the National Assembly. I think the DLC has one PAR seat, but that's in a local government. In the Etikweni Metro, the DLC has one seat and the ATM is fairly new. Fairly new. So uh, there you go. These are the parties that are on the panel this afternoon. You can put your questions through to them. 089-310-8789. And I'm taking your comments on WhatsApp as well on uh, 071-613-7803. Let's go to Sandhya, who's in line two. Good afternoon, Sandhya. Good afternoon. Uh, I would like to ask the Freedom Front class whether... Their party uh, membership is diverse, or is it only uh, white Africana? And what will they offer to the Indian community? And the second question to the DLC 
Okay, we're only going to take one question because we are running out of time, Sandhya. But thank you so much uh, for that one. So, Dr. Dubois, did you hear that question? I think I heard it. Yeah, okay. And um, if I heard it correctly, you pointed at that the party is um, more Africana inclined. That That is uh, perhaps a perception of the past. It has now Indian, colored and black members. I've met them. And it is concerned for minority rights. And that's why it stands for merit irrespective of race. Okay, thank you, Dr. Duncan Dubois. Let's go to the lines. I have Sheila, who is on line three. Good afternoon, Sheila. I haven't spoken to you in ages. Yes. How are you? I'm fine. And yourself? I'm good, thank you. Sheila, give us your question. I have several questions for them. Only one, please. <laughs> I, I, I'm going you to have to ask. out it. of time, Sheila. Okay, but I'm going to be quick. Okay. okay well, they, are they prepared to peg their own salaries too? Are they pre- uh, did anything about are they decreasing? prepared to peg their own salaries? Is that yes. the question you're asking? Yes. Okay. And also... Explain um, that to us. What do you mean by peg their own salaries? Yes, because um, they, every year uh-huh. they keep taking... Um, uh, increases in salaries uh-huh. and everybody just accepts it. Uh, I mean, this is uh, also impacting on the country's budget. Yeah. Furthermore, I want to ask them, what have they No, no, done? no, we're going to stop you there, Sheila. Just time for one question. We are running out of time really badly. So let's start with Nanopa. Nanopa, the question from uh, Sheila, and she's asking the ATM, are you going to peg your salary once you are um, elected into uh, the National Assembly? What, do, what can you tell us about that? She I'm means, not- are you going to to uh, determine your own salary or not take a salary increase? Of course, we will determine our own salary. Okay, and uh, what about the salary increases then? Will you take it? Will, won't you take it? You, mu- you must remember that we are servants as ATM. We believe in servant leadership. Therefore, we should not be greedy. Servants of the people are not be greedy. Our masters are our voters. Mm. Therefore, if our masters want to give us an increase, we will take it. Okay, well, there you have it. Uh, nice and honest there. Let's go to uh, the FF Plus, Duncan Dubois. That's she question from Sheila. Are you going to pay yeah. your own salary? S- salaries are statutorily determined, but certainly where increases are um, excessive, our party would clamp down on that. There you go. Talking about the pockets there. Let's go to the DLC, Patrick Pillay. Uh, your comments there? Selma, thank you. I have made great sacrifices in my life. In fact, uh, in fact, the entire campaign is self-funded as well. So uh, in, in terms of myself and the DLC, in respect of money is not the issue with us. With us, it's about serving the people. And, uh, and for the, the, the PAC, okay, we're going to stop you there. PAC, Dr. Dongwe, what uh, do you think about the salary issue? I think that's a very important concept because what we have from the current government, we have a government of corruption and a government which really wants to just um, make sure that they feed themselves as much as possible out of the African economy. So our belief is that it's not just an issue of the individual politicians as such having a, a, a certain limit as to how much they can have, but it also it's about being able to look at what's happening around us in society and we know that we're in a a situation where there's a lot of economic downfall there's a lot of other issues the petrol prices are going up so it's very very important for us to be able to prioritize those marginalized and lower people in society and make sure that the money can go as far as it can Mm. to be able to support the rest of society dr dongwe thank you thank you for your comments there we've got a comment coming in from anonymous on uh, whatsapp this afternoon and it says to the DLC, if you're talking about call center jobs being the only jobs available, this is the case for the majority.
majority of black students also. Some black graduates are also forced to work in call centres. The problem of unemployment is not only an issue in the minority communities. Patrick, stop making unrealistic rhetorical statements about social grants. How do you justify a grant of 3,500 rand when the majority of people that are working and earning less than 3,000 rand a month where in the world would you have found workers earning less than pensioners? Would you support a win- minimum wage of around 12,000 rand? That's for Patrick Pillay from the DLC. Patrick, those are unrealistic comments uh, or you're talking about uh, that r- rhetorical statements. That's what the, the, the WhatsApp statement is saying here. Your response to that, Patrick? Uh, Selma, uh, 3,500 rand for pensioners is not asking too much. These, our senior citizens, as I said earlier on, uh, were the founding uh, strength of our democracy. But that's not what the commenter is saying. The commentator is saying, how do you justify a grant of 3,500 rand when the majority of people that are working are earning less than 3,000 rand a month, Patrick? So are you saying that the the minimum minimum wage is 3,000 rand a month? Mm. Are you saying then that grantees must have more money then? All I'm saying is that the, the pensioners needs to have a livable pension mm. and it's been proven by stats mm. that a livable a livable salary or a livable pension for a household is three and a half thousand rand mm. in fact the minimum wage is way below what what should have been set at mm. okay well that's your comments there thank you very much patrick pillay 0893108789 i have one caller left on line four Let's go to line four and see who we're talking to. Good afternoon. This is Newsbreak Talk. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Selma. Hi. My, my questions are directed to uh, Mr. Patrick Pillay. Uh, we've looked at his manifesto and we see that his manifesto is no different from the previous party, the minority front that he comes from. Uh, is he dupli- duplicating the minority front's uh, manifesto to uh, get uh, the MS votes? Because his manifesto, like he's saying about quota systems and uh, affirmative action and widow grant, with all these things that the MS has been talking about since 2014 and even beyond. Okay, thank you for that. And just uh, a quick reminder, the MF is refers to the minority front, which was led by the uh, now late Amichand Rajbansi. So, Patrick, your comment on that? That's an absolutely absurd, absurd statement made by the last caller. He's obviously an MF supporter. Uh, member and uh, our manifesto was based on on research and it was what the people have been asking us and telling us what they want in respect of uh, of representation so it's absolutely ludicrous for the last quality could think that this is a copycat of the mf they never had such uh, a great manifesto as dlc All right, Patrick, thank you very much for your comments. Well, uh, WhatsApp is coming through thick and fast, and I'm getting lots of comments from WhatsApp here uh, from uh, Anonymous, who says, I'm a single parent and unemployed due to health issues, and I was dismissed. I've been trying for a disability grant, but I was declined. But funny how other people sitting with the same illness managed to get at 50. How does the system work and why aren't we given a reason as to why our application has been closed down? Well, this looks like it's a very uh, local issue and local government issue 
which uh, you need to go to um, the uh, municipality and sort out yourself. But we will try and get you that assistance that you need. And uh, you're currently living with a child, I see, who's doing some household chores uh, to have a room. But how long should one continue on this basis? Well, uh, Ash from Durban, we are going to give you those details that uh, you're going to uh, get the assistance from. But we are talking to the political minnows this afternoon. And those are the smaller parties. And uh, the, on the panel this afternoon, we have the Democratic Liberal Congress, from pa- that's Patrick Pillay, the Pan-Africanist Congress of Azania, and that's uh, Dr. Mlungisi Dongwe, the Freedom Front Plus, Dr. Duncan Dubois, and the African Transformation Movement in Nanopa Khala. The number you can call us on 089-310-8789. Gentlemen and lady, I want to ask you the following question. And that's, this is now to each, each panel member. Since you are... Um, noted to be the smaller parties in the democracy. Are you looking at coalitions going forward in order to survive this election? Let's start with the ATM because you are fairly new and uh, you do have, a, 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 well, basically you are new onto the scene, onto the political scene. So, Nanopa, can you tell us, are you looking at a coalition in order to survive this election? Many people are underestimating the African transformation movement since it's newly established. But I must tell you, we are a big political party. We are small because they do not know us. We have have launched... When you say big, in terms of numbers? We are big in numbers in the sense that we have launched a manifesto. We have footprint in all provinces in Mm. South Africa. Uh, And where are you contesting? Which provinces are you contesting? We are contesting in all provinces. In all nine provinces? In all nine provinces. And the national ballot as well yes all right yes so atm is not a small party mm. at all based on that if you are for for anyone who 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 believes in our ideology mm. then they are a part of atm but maybe they don't know it at this point in time okay that was the atm nanopa khala the ff plus uh, um, we have dr duncan dubois is the ff plus looking at a coalition to survive this election indeed but let me give you a one-liner Opposition to the ANC is not an exclusive cause, as the DA seems to think. Opposition politics of the future is purely about coalitions, and the DA have already proved that by relying on smaller parties. Helen Ziller would never have been the mayor of Cape Town in 2006 had it not been for the support of a single Freedom Front councillor on the Cape Town City Council. So yes, smaller parties seek coalition roles. So in other words, you're saying you're not exactly a small party. You're the kingmaker in a sense. We can be kingmakers. We're already a kingmaker in one of the municipalities near George, Mm. where there are eight DAs, eight ANCs, and a single Freedom Front who casts his vote whichever way he he deems fit. Okay. And your Freedom Front Plus, are they contesting all nine provinces? We are indeed. And the national ballot as well. And the national ballot, yes. And the national ballot as well. FF plus there, Dr. Duncan Dubois. The PAC, uh, Dr. Dongwe, tell us about your party. Uh, are you contesting all nine provinces? Yes, the PAC is is contesting in all nine provinces and, and nationally as well. Mm. Uh, I think that what's important for people to understand is that uh, politics is not just about pol- parliament and being represented in parliament. It's important as well to also be a voice of your constituency. And obviously, manifestos have been launched and people feel 
feel that they uh, it shares resonance with what they believe, then they are encouraged to vote for the PAC. And uh, obviously, how we do in elections depends on the constituents and how they feel about us. Mm. And got a comment in here from Manny who says the PAC must tell us what they intend to do post the 25 years of the ANC's rule. They must not talk about the apartheid government, which has been dethroned by democracy, regards many. So what is the PAC going to do post uh, the 25 years of the ANC rule? Uh, the one very important thing that I must always um, uh, explain to listeners is the fact that the ANC is not another PAC. PAC is completely different from the ANC. And that is why we've got some very scathing attacks and criticism with regards to the ANC, their policies. Uh, largely the corruption, the, the really massing of wealth for individuals at the expense of the masses of Africans. Mm. So we are against that. And we've seen these service delivery protests, uh, very violent ones as well, that are happening because the ANC has shown itself to be largely a very incompetent organization which is mostly concerned about self-enrichment of a few that are just linked to the ANC. So I'd just like to make it very clear that the PAC is not another ANC. Mm. And the other very important thing as well is that uh, for us it is very very important to firstly be thinking about the dignity of the African. And I think that a lot of um, what we and our ideology stands for is looking at that. At the fact that if people are more empowered and they're able to really be able to decide the fate of Africa as Africans, we'd see a lot less of a lot of these social ills that are happening. Mm. If the education system, we know that the ANC has failed dismally with the education system. We still have largely uh, two roads of education system. There's largely in the townships, in the rural areas, a failing education system, which leads us to having a lot of mostly <coughs> Africans who come to the university and not able to perform. Largely because even though we might say that a part the system was long dethroned. But what we have seen is that the Africanist National Congress has failed to actually undo or to improve the education system as we see fit. So that's also another and, example. And how do you see fit? How are you Firstly, going to change education? If you look education, at the education system, we need to have a whole lot more funding that's going into education. We need to have, there's a lot of debil- de- uh, de- debilitated uh, um, buildings that we yeah. have I- there and we know that largely people are not encouraged, well, we, there's we, no incentives Dr. for Dr. teachers to go, teach in, in, to go and teach in in uh, rural areas yeah. and locations. You're We're seeing, seeing a lot of this, violence. This funding, where are you going to get this funding for education from? Well, if you are to just basically look at what's happening now with yeah. so much of corruption, there is so much money that is being thrown aside and being used for individuals. We believe that as South Africa, a country, we've got a whole lot of funds that we are able, if they were directed appropriately to the right where they are supposed to be, there'd be a whole lot more improvement than what we currently have. Dr. Dongue, we're going to stop you there. We're going to go to Patrick Pillay very quickly but uh, just a question for you and uh, if you are listening at home uh, to the uh, political parties do you think some of their comments or some of their manifestos are actually realistic and can these actually be achieved that number you can call me on 0893108789 or you can whatsapp me the number is 0716137803 patrick it's your turn to respond to this and what can you tell us about your political party uh, Salma, definitely the DLC will never be forming any coalition with any other party. Uh, we will not allow ourselves to be dependent on other parties. Then how will you uh, survive this election, Patrick? This election because the people uh, will be voting for the DLC and not because of any other party we will be forming a coalition with. We must remember in 2016 the, when the DA sold their votes to the EFF and formed the coalition, you all know 
everyone knows the kind of happenings that, that occurred since then. Mm -hmm. And what was really amazing last week, when the EFF blatantly uh, said that all most Indians are racist, the DA or any other party present never uttered a word to rebut the EFF. You understand, Selma, we're living in a country 25 years into democracy. Mm. People now want their voices to be counted, not mm. just heard. But here I am giving you an opportunity to speak to, to the audience and you're telling me about other political parties. No, I'm telling you because people, the listeners need to understand and know the facts that has occurred. When, when they are voting for a party, they're voting for the DLC not because the DLC wants to form a coalition with another party. And we are not we are autonomous mm -hmm. and we will be voting on merit, on issues of merit, where, where legislation is going to impact on our community. We're going to stand up and fight the legislation to ensure that our, our communities <coughs> are, are not marginalized in this in these legislation. And uh, people need to really rise up in this election. It's a very critical election mm. for the safety and security of the future of our children and our community at large. But Patrick, so the DLC, you, have, you have one party telling us, yes, they are looking to a coalition. They're not, they're not uh, going to discount it completely. They're even looking to be kingmakers in a sense. Another party is actually telling us, yes, we will look at uh, some party who is going to work with us and that's for their survival. And another party is telling us, you know what, we are quite big in, in this electorate and yeah, we're also going to look at coalitions, isn't it? No. Yeah, what 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 will the ATM do? ATM does not depend on any or coalition in order to make it. Mm. So we 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 are confident that we have enough numbers for mm. us to stand on our own. Okay, let's go uh, quickly to Patrick just to close your argument there, Patrick. So you're saying that you're not going to look at a coalition at all. How many seats are you looking then to secure in this election? Uh, Salma, the. The number of seats we're looking at will be tested on May 8th. But what I can guarantee to the people at large is that here you have a party, the DLC, we are principled. We need to elect in people, leaders of integrity that will fight the cause and take the fight to parliament. We want to hear the suburbs of Phoenix, Chatsworth, Amlazi mentioned in parliament specifically. The sufferings on the ground is absolutely serious. Mm. And when people having their lights, electricity disconnected, nobody cares. Nobody's talking about this. And someone, one more. Mm. Go, 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 go. Just one more thing. Mm. The issue of the disability grants mm. is not a local issue. Mm. What's really happening is that uh, not a single party in parliament has called for reports on how many people have received, have applied for disability grants, how many people were turned down for disability grants in accordance to races. But this is a the national election, Patrick. We're talking about national issues here. Disability grants is national. Hmm. It, is, it is social development okay. and SASA okay. that literally approves disability grants. Thousands of people have been turned away. Mm -hmm. and, and we suspect mm. that the government is working on a quota system on how to give our disability grants. Well, but your suspicions are mentioned in the manifesto as well. And we've heard you loud and clear there, DLC. Duncan Dubois, your response to this. Thank you. Politics is the art of the possible. Mm. A coalition is a platform to enable your voice to be heard within the wider group. And it enables a smaller party to influence policy direction. So I think uh, the DLC mm. and the ATM are really marginalizing themselves right out of the debate.
All right, that's your your comment there. Integrity. Oh, there you go. Patrick has responded. Well, thank you for your comments. (laughs) They got a comment in from Raymond Shazi who says, How can people, oh, how can you give 3,500 Rand grant? Do you actually think people will work? Patrick, do you think people will go and work if they're getting 3,500 Rand for free? I'm talking about pensioners. Your pensioners are in retirement. And social security is something that is provided to pensioners, not just in South Africa, in other countries as well. Mm. We need to really help the game in this country, end corruption, save money, and ensure that the people who have developed this platform for democracy are surviving carefree without stress. Okay. And and there's huge increases in petrol, electricity, water and rates tariffs. We are running out of time there. We're going to take some comments from Scully very quickly. Good afternoon, Scully. This is Newsbreak Talk. Scully is gone. We've got Darren on line four from Johannesburg. Good afternoon, Darren. Hi, good afternoon, Solomon. Thank you very much for taking my call. Very interesting. Mm. Just uh, a question that you post to each and every one of them about... uh, Regarding, you know, how do they intend bringing in additional funding? Yes. Uh, to, 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 you know, to, make, to make this work. I mean, you know, that's great to have a, you know, a pension fund of, you know, half thousand rand. Uh, I think, you know, all of us seem to have forgotten that South Africa is so rich in mineral resources. And that's where we can get our money from. But, you know, the only thing they talk about is corruption. Uh, you know, I, I just see these uh, smaller parties as kingmakers. Mm. And they will just go to the party that's going to offer them, you know, what they want and what they need. Well, then that actually means that your vote won't be wasted in a sense because South Africa does work on the PR system of voting. Very quickly, Shamin, we are running out of time. We're only going to give the uh, panelists 30 seconds to wrap up very quickly. Shamin, your comment very quickly. Thanks, Amal. I just want to ask Patrick Pillay how strong is his voice when he's a one-man band on a on local government and, and, and how is he going to ensure that he gets maximum support in the national government? Okay, I think, uh, I think Patrick did answer that question and he said he's not going to enter into any coalitions. He's confident that uh, he's got quite a big electorate there. Absolutely. Well, they are running out of time, so we're going to give everyone 30 seconds just to quickly wrap up and tell us about uh, your uh, move now ahead of the uh, uh, elections on come May the 8th. We're going to start with the ATM's Nanopakhala. We would like you, before you you make you cast your vote, to think of a corrupt-free society. As ATM, we 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 say that as a government, a government needs to be the servant of the people, and the people, the voters, are our are our masters. We need to have. An, an accountable government to the people. We need to put South Africa first by ensuring that our economy is decolonized. South Africa is very rich in minerals, but is amongst the poorest countries. Thank you very much, Nanopa Khala, who is from the ATM. Let's go to the Freedom Front Plus, Dr. Duncan Dubois. Your 30 seconds start now. Thank you. South Africa is in a crisis of competence and of confidence because of 25 years of affirmative action demographic representativity. We need to deploy merit as the sole criterion in order to restore confidence and competence at all levels of government. Thank you very much. Uh, That was uh, Dr. Duncan Dubois. Didn't take up his full 30 seconds. We've got six seconds left for you, Dr. Dubois. Um, uh, Let's go quickly now to the PAC, and that's Dr. Mlungisi Dongwe. Your 30 seconds start now. Firstly, the PAC is very proud of uh, of our country, and we believe that it's got way too much potential than what we have currently. Uh, 
most important issues to us is the issue of land and it does need to be brought back to its rightful owners. Education, a quality education, free education system, health system, this very ailing and terrible system that's largely to the masses in public is really atrocious and we feel that we have to have a unified quality health system for all South Africans. Okay, PAC, thank you very much for your comments there, Dr. Umri. And finally, Patrick Pillay from the DLC. Your 30 seconds starts now. Thank you, Selma. At the DLC, I want to tell all listeners, I am the son of the African soil. I'm proudly South African. The DLC on the 8th of May calls on every South African to make your vote, your voice count, and vote DLC. I can promise you one thing, ladies and gentlemen and listeners, that I'm prepared to take on anyone and to ensure that our country develops, you are protected, and uh, and the security of our children are, are intact. A vote for the DSC on both the ballot papers, Thank the you national very and much. the provincial ballot. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Patrick Pillay. Well, that's where we're going to unfortunately wrap it up this afternoon. This has been an SABC News production. Remember that uh, all uh, opinions here on Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM do not represent those of the SABC or Lotus FM. We're going to thank our panellists for sparing us the time and for coming in to talk to you, uh, the Lotus FM uh, fans. And of course, uh, we're going to see you at the ballot box come uh, the 8th of May 2019. It's exactly 2 o'clock right now and uh, we're going to have news with Navita from me, Salma Patel and uh, producer Rachel Vardy. Have a great day in the company of Lotus FM.